Post podcast. My name is Erin. I'm an erotic writer as well as a producer of a weekly stage show called Bedpost. You are listening to the Bedpost podcast in which I have guests from my live stage show over to my home to have a uh, sex positive conversation with me. And this week I have Miss Jess Beaulieu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello! Welcome! Thank you! I'm really excited to have you because uh, I'm a huge fan of your oh podcast. Oh my gosh. I am not just saying that. You know I'm not just saying that. I know. That. Well, you just talked about the latest episode <laughs> in detail. And every time I see you, I feel like I come up to you and talk about the latest episode. Do that I not? That warms my heart. I'm so You and your boyfriend are avid listeners. We are! We for sure are. I have two podcasts that I listen to. Uh, consistently, yeah. And it's Savage Love and uh, Oh like God, Waves. that's a great pairing. It is a great pairing. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna do one too. Oh my God, we have that's to kind have... of in the middle of the two. Yeah, it's like a trifecta here. We gotta mm-hmm. like get together with Dan Savage and just shoot the shit. I would love that to would have... be my dream. Oh my God, I should ask Dan Savage to be on my podcast. How have I not done that yet? That would be my absolute fantasy. <laughs> I love, love, love him. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, oh, me too. I would <laughs> masturbate to that episode yes! of my own podcast with yes. Dan Savage. Oh, yeah. I know he's I was just talking about him with my friend Matt um Grayson the other day. <laughs> and we were talking about Matt was saying how as like tweens and teenagers in Toronto and mm-hmm. how a lot of us would read Dan Savage yes. Savage Love because it was like Now Magazine was so easily accessible. It was like a free newspaper. And it's your one of yeah, one of the maybe only access to kind of kink or yes. sex and sexuality. Absolutely. And he's so honest and funny and like yeah. so he's really relatable and accessible. Yeah. Anyway, if I was like, Yeah, he really did affect me and I, I guess our generation a little bit for sure. Uh, even when I like as late as when I started writing erotica, I just read through it just kind of for inspiration. Yeah, on different kinks that I may not be aware of, mm-hmm. um, or just may not necessarily think of. Yeah, um, for sure. I know he's. We we need more people like Dan Savage. Totally, totally. But enough about Dan, Dan Savage. Savage. Let's talk about you. Okay, me. What you. do we want to talk about exactly? Girl, Everything. Since I have, I have a little insight into your. Oh, you have so li- much insight <laughs> because of the podcast. I lay it all on the line. Lay it all out. That's though. I feel like, am I correct in saying that Natalie seems to talk more openly about se- having sex? Like, oh really? That's so interesting. I love your reactions to our <laughs> podcast. You're giving, you're making me really look inside. And well, I don't reflect. mean to give you like a third eye. No, on I that, think it's but... interesting. Um, 
Because I've never felt that way, but really? maybe. I feel like, yeah, just from a, a listener's point of view, I feel like Natalie feels more um, just aggressively sexual. Oh, yes. I'd say for sure she's yeah? more okay. aggressively sexual. I mean, yeah. I'd say I'm pretty sexual too, but Natalie, like, wants to fuck all day and night. Yeah, I feel you know? like, yeah, like, she wants to talk about it. Just Oh, she's obsessed. Time. She's obsessed. She sure. is, eh? She's obsessed with dating and relationships and sex. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's like her passion in life, for yeah. sure. Is, I mean, I guess that's a lot of people's, you know, passion sure. in life. Yeah, it's mine, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for me too. One of yeah. them, right? But Natalie, yeah. it's like the tops by priority. far. Like, you know, everything else is, it's like the first five priorities are like dating, relationship, sex, love, <laughs> orgasms, and then it's like then work, like- <laughs> family, friends, friends, you know, yeah. yeah so Okay, cool. So, so, um. But I mean, for me, I'd say I'm pretty, I'm a horny person. I like having sex. Yeah. Definitely. I masturbate a lot. So I'm into yeah. it as well. I'm just not as, um, I don't make it as much of a priority, I guess. <laughs> yeah. She does. Yeah. Okay. You masturbate. So how often do you masturbate? How often? Yeah, I was talking about this yesterday. Yeah, with somebody. Um, I'm gonna say a couple times a week. A couple times a week. Is it different if you're with a partner for a uh, longish period of time? Been with a partner, in like, well, you mean a a significant other? Yeah, say like a partner, like a long term. Say a long term relationship. Long term relationship. Would that change? I can't remember because I haven't been in a relationship in over three years. Well, re- long-term relationship. Yes. Yes, you're right. Um, no, I don't think it changes at all. No? What is your love life like now, then? If you're not in a long-term relationship, you are... It is, I am having casual sex. You're having the casual sex. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not... I, you know what? I'm in a transition period right now. Okay, tell me about it. Okay, so three-ish years ago... Yes. I became single. I had three monogamous relationships back to back, and I had only had sex with those guys. I had never. That had sounds sex like me. Yeah, it sounds that like sounds you. Like me. And um, losing my virginity was a struggle, which, which I want to hear about. Yes, we'll talk about that as well. Great. Um, and so I, I ended that last relationship, and I promised myself to be single for like a year ish. I was like, I'm going to be single. I'm going to have some sex with right. various people. Yeah. I've never done this before in my life. I've never really dated around even that much. I'm going to give it a shot. Great. I didn't have sex for eight months after that. <laughs> At all. No, because yeah. I was terrified. I was like, oh, I don't know. And I also now realize, and this is what I tell all of my friends, single friends, especially women who want to have sex but mm-hmm. haven't, who are in the same mm-hmm. position as me, haven't had, hadn't had sex for like a year, two years, eight months, six mm-hmm. months, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I say, you really have to change your attitude because as soon as I changed my attitude, I started having sex. So what was that change? What does that consist um, of? I was more aggressively flirtatious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was more like yeah, Natalie. make it happen. I was more like Natalie. I just did a <laughs> Natalie impression. Yeah. But, I, no, but honestly, you have to be, you have to go out and like, I'm going to fucking flirt tonight. Yeah. I'm going to ask people out. Yeah. I'm going to find out if people are single. And, you know, I'm going to open myself up to opportunities. And not only I feel that that... Um, did I end up having more sex? I ended up having more people approach me as well. Yeah, because you're giving off that I'm air of confidence off, yes. and interest and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And there's a vibe. I don't know. There's some kind of vibe. Sure. More of a very different vibe than I was giving off before. Yeah. So I get asked out more, but I ask out people more, which is how I have, I'd say, the majority of my sex. Yeah. Is me. You asking people out. Yes. Approaching people. Amazing. Um. So that happened. And so I've been doing that. So you're still on that. So, okay. So I've been having casual sex for like three in ish years maybe yeah. three and a half now 
I'm just getting a little bit tired of it. Okay. And it's not so much the casual. Well, no, it is the casual. What is my, what am I trying? Yeah, it's not the multiple. It's not the multiple partners that I'm tired of. It's it's the casual element of, of the it, relationship. Yes. Yeah. Of the no relationship. Uh, no. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> like it's funny when even the guys I have sex with call it a relationship because I know they definitely don't think of it as a relation, like a as a conventional relationship. Sure. I would say, it's right? It's definitely, yeah, not monogamous, obviously. Yes, and I would say it's, st- I would call it a relationship, but I know our definitions of relationship are very different. For sure. And they definitely have, like, distanced themselves, a lot of them, from being monogamous or from being committed in any capacity. Yeah. And they want to make that very clear. Not all of them, but some guys that I sleep with, so. Well, which is good, if which that's good. what you're into. Yes. To say that, so there's no uh, miscommunications about it later, where she thinks it's leading toward monogamy. Yes. You know. Um, Absolutely. And he obviously does not, so. Yeah. And so they make it, but it's just funny sometimes when they're, they're Sometimes it can wreck the mood, I imagine. If a little bit. Say that right off the top. It's like, mm, didn't we need to say that quite yet? Let's just let it roll out. And you know what? You know what my problem with that is? Because I have mixed feelings. Because I 100% agree. Yeah. You should be, if you have Full no interest in a relationship in the conventional sense. Um, I'm not talking about monogamous either. Polyamorous, an open relationship. There's still commitment involved. Yeah, just a- like, any type of commitment. Yeah. Any type of commitment. Sure. So if you don't want that, yes, Emotional for sure. Emotional intimacy, yeah. Yeah, if you don't want that, yes, say that, because then the other person can make the decision for themselves Based if they that. want to continue. However, however, I feel, how do you know ever? Like, I, this isn't the problem I have with it. It's, I don't know. I guess, yes, I shouldn't judge anyone. I, this, I'm always, like, trying to not judge anybody. I understand. So if they want to have casual sex only, I get it. Yeah. But part of me is always like, but how do you know that this wouldn't maybe lead to something? If you a- just opened yourself up a little. Yeah. But- or like so far down the line. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Like just to, 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 to shut off all possibilities to me is, I don't know, being closed-minded. But that's well, just me placing judgment again. So I feel... Well, no, I understand that completely. Um, I actually, that's how Matt and I met. Yeah. People don't really probably know that. We were just uh, sleeping together casually for like four months Mm -hmm. uh, after we first met. Yeah. Um, And that, and both of our intentions were not for it to develop into anything monogamous. Right. For sure. Um, and it definitely did. I, um, it took longer for Matt, for sure, because he was actually going through some life stuff. Yeah. At the time. Um, uh, but, which actually may have drawn me to him even more to, because, uh, yeah. you know, I really empathized with him and wanted to, wanted to help him out. But also, yeah, I was feeling a lot of love type feelings developing for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, exactly. Right? And and there you go. And now yeah. <laughs> we've been together, you know, almost four years now. Uh, we've been together. So I mean, it's it can possible. happen. It can happen. And I'm not saying it needs to happen. I'm just no. saying to shut off all possibilities of maybe that happening. You know, I don't understand why somebody would do that. Yeah, but I guess you want to keep all your avenues open. And... I, yeah, I think so. But again, I'm not everybody, so sure. everyone's different and. Anyway, so the whole, what I'm getting, so what I'm okay. saying yeah, yeah. is after three years of doing this, I'm just a little bit tired of the emotional roller coasters of casual sex, the complete unpredictability of it, the complete instability of it. 
it, it, it makes me feel often like I'm completely losing my yeah, mind. Yeah, so you're saying emotional roller coaster. So what? So where do your emotions go? Well, because you know, you start off in a very casual zone, right? You sure, go on a couple fun, dates. It's, it's flirty. It's yeah, it's exciting. Low, low stakes, you yeah. know. Who cares? I barely know this person. What do I care if they don't message me ever again? And then what happens? And then you start sleeping together regularly. Maybe feelings develop. Maybe they don't. Um, and this is what I find is sometimes when two people aren't on the same page and you're having sex, then like it changes, right? So it goes from being fun and then being a little bit intimate to like people are backing away yeah, or scared. And I've done that too. I've backed away and I've had people back away from me and. And there's no, like, often in casual sexual relationships, there isn't a definitive end. Like, sometimes yes. there is, but sometimes there, it just stops. Yeah, sometimes you just stop calling each other. Yeah, and or one person doesn't respond to another person's message. Yeah, message you just and, drift apart and... Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but it's it's hard sometimes and I feel like in this, like, vague, undefined state. Yeah, and for me, yeah. I have a feeling we have similar kind of A-type personalities where you want to know what's going on. Yes, yes. Okay, and you want to be able to plan for the future. Is that you? That's Yes. I, so for me, um, yeah, the the whole casual sex thing, uh, I don't, why I, it doesn't work for me because I want to have the talk about what's happening uh, and that's contrary to when you first meet someone, you got to play a bit of a game, and yeah, you got to yeah, play yeah. a little casual and mm-hmm. offhand, and mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to talk about any of the relationship type stuff, even if it's just a casual relationship mm-hmm. where I'm wondering, okay, are we sleeping with other people? Yeah, like what's happening? I want to know what's happening, mm-hmm. um, and it's contrary to that the the game that you're supposed to be playing at the beginning where you're not divulging absolutely everything and you're letting it casually kind of unfold. Yeah. Uh, so that for me is stressful. Yes, and this is what I'm talking about. It's exactly what I mean. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a very black and white yeah, person. I got, like, yeah. I'm like, are we doing this or are we not? And that question is I ask basically every person I have sex with. Yeah. Usually... I want to say, like, after a couple times we have sex, and then if there is some silence that happens, I will just message them and say, are we going to, are we continuing this or not? So just tell me. Right. And they'll usually answer. They'll they'll usually say, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't we be continuing this? I'm like, well, I don't know. I haven't heard from you in, like, a week and a half. Do you ever actually get a no? I've gotten a no, yeah. Yeah, The last guy I had sex with, actually... We had sex twice. He was kind of a piece of shit, so uh, I'm okay with that. But um, what did he say? When he just asked? wrote. He just wrote to me and said, "I don't think we have sexual chemistry, so I don't think we should continue this." And okay. I was completely on board. I was like, "Yes, you're." See, that right. is yeah, that's yeah. great. So he's not a piece of shit for that reason. That sure. was very nice. That and was, he was good. like, "You're cool. I like talking to you." But the, he did other things. Lots of other like, reasons he was. Lots of, lots of other, well, yeah, just yeah. Um, not, not a piece of shit, but he <laughs> we're not compatible. <laughs> In it's any cool. capacity. We haven't said his name. <laughs> I'll incriminate. say his full name. <laughs> right now. Has, yeah. I'll like, tweet it at him when it comes out. Um. <laughs> yeah, because that actually, that pretty much happened to Matt and I, where, yeah, after a few months of yeah. going along and, you know, I'm not really divulging, you know, too much as to my intentions yeah. or hopes or feelings. Right. I'm feeling stress. And then, yeah, then I had a conversation where with him where I was like, I need this laid out for me. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was not in a space where he could, like, 
worry about that because yeah. he had a lot of other stuff to worry about yeah. at that time and then I felt like a shitty person for like oh demanding to know about our like stupid little casual affair <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of other shit on his plate I've but, been there so many times but though. you know what it all worked out it all worked out it all worked and out and communication is key with this stuff you know it yes. really is and people are so scared to communicate yes and yes. it drives me I am. Nuts. I know I am, too. Yeah. I know I feel tons of things, and I just, for whatever reason, I don't know you're, I, if it's being a woman, cultured to Absolutely. defer to the oh. man and not create rifts and not... Yeah. But I know I struggle with uh, communication, for sure. And I want, I so badly want to be an advocate for communication in relationships, but I struggle struggle with it, so, for sure. Yeah, I and do. This, I do, too. And But I think the stress is... There's a lot of stress relief when yes. you do communicate. Oh I feel. yes, yes. Just even sending a message saying what's happening that alone. I just need to get it stress. out. Yeah. And yeah. Actually, that's maybe one of the reasons why I started writing so much. Like, yeah. Creatively is because for me, writing is such an outlet just to get it out, even if I'm not. Me too. Saying it to the person, uh, just to get it out, just makes me feel so much better. And it's funny, actually. This may. Uh, <laughs> show you how poor a communicator I can be. Yeah. I'll like, rather than go to Matt, I'll like write a song. <laughs> and he'll be like, you could have just <laughs> told me that. That is the most passive aggressive to... way. Oh, I hate and it. it's I so know, amazing. I, I love know. it. Because I do the exact same thing. I'll it's... just go on stage and tell a joke about it. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Matt can totally see me do something like that and be like, you could have... <laughs> That is hilarious. So I have pretty good documentation of like (laughs) all the stress I endure throughout our relationship. Short stories, like oh oh, absolutely everything. Well, every time I (laughs) have sex with a guy who you know won't fuck me on my period or who like Mm. clearly who doesn't want to go down on me, clearly has no idea how to how to provide. Pleasure for a woman, Ugh. no fucking clue. I go on stage and I just, just rant rip about him. it, just you know. Rip him. And I'm like, I hope you're here right now. <laughs> if you're not, I hope one of your friends is here so they can tell you somebody tell this guy fucking how to do it and like why this is a problem. Like this guy, this piece of shit. The reason <laughs> yeah. I say he's a piece of shit, and who knows, maybe you don't agree, but he, um, there were several reasons, but one of them was like. He wouldn't have sex with me on my period, and and that is fine. Okay, if you that's if that's the way, if that's your choice, I respect that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be compatible, yeah, just for who I am, for sure. And um, you might be able to find somebody who is compatible with you, you know. But yeah, there's not, lots of women that don't enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> definitely not, one, not me. You're not one of them. I'm not. I've made a whole <laughs> career out of periods, yeah. so you yeah. know, very pro period. But he just there was like a tone to which he was talking to me about it, where I could tell he was gross sound by it but wasn't wanting to really admit that and was kind of creating all these excuses I guess because he felt maybe I would like to want to have a conversation with him about it but the problem I had with this more than anything is we were I was talking about semen versus like period blood and I was Mm. like you know men come on my body they come in my mouth I swallow their cum you know I know yeah I know I know some women aren't into that and some men aren't into that either but 
but I was like, what is the difference? Because I know you're into that. So what is the difference between that? You, me you doing, doing that for you and yeah. you doing this for me. Yes. yes. And he was like, well, the difference is it's blood. And some people are uneasy with around blood. Well, it's blood. not really blood. No. It's like. Yes. Well, firstly that. Anyway. Okay. And then secondly, I was like, oh, well, it must be nice to have the privilege of not being okay with blood. <laughs> Because women who have uteruses don't, don't have, have that, that privilege. You know, yeah. like we just, it comes out of us every month yeah. and we have to deal with it, right? Like, yeah. and it gets on our hands, it gets on our legs, it gets yeah. on our clothes, our were, sheets. Yeah. You're waking, you're, if you have a cup, forget it. Yeah. If you have a cup, you're spilling you it all. Just, yeah. yeah. Covered. Covered. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and he was like, yeah, you make a good point. I was like, you're damn right I make a good point. <laughs> and I think that men don't even think about that sometimes. They're not even like, like, they're like, ooh, blood, gross. And I'm like, well, deal with it, buddy. And, and you even, know? even period sex, so uh, infrequently is it actually getting everywhere. Like, oh, for no. me, I rarely, rarely will have sex on my first or second day just yeah. because I don't, my body Absolutely. doesn't feel like it. And then, so every other day, it's like there's a little bit on his dick or like a shadow of it on the sheets. Like, yeah. I've only actually had period sex once where it actually got everywhere. Right. And it was on my first day and I took out the cup and I was like, let's do this. <laughs> let's get messy. And it actually got messy. But usually, like, for me, nine times out of ten, period sex, quote unquote, it's not like crazy blood everywhere. Yeah, I it's agree. Like just the tiniest. There's like a little clot stuck there. Like it's not I a big 100% deal. Percent agree. And so, and I, it's funny because I went, I had sex with a woman for the first time, which you heard about, which I want to talk, talk to you about as well. Yeah, yes. via my threesome, my yes. first threesome, and she was on her period. Yes, and she had no tampon, and and I went down on her, and I mean, I not, I don't know what the difference is between. Non-period <laughs> cunnilingus. Kind of you have I'm no old. constant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have a 100% record for period cunnilingus. Kind of I'm very good at that. Uh, maybe mine is the period. I'm terrible at it. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I just didn't... There was there was nothing that was... I The, the taste wasn't bad. It's the same. I, I don't even know if I saw any blood. I mean, it was dark, but I have no idea. And I... It's not rushing out of you again. Absolutely. If it's... Unless it's your first day, yeah. you know. It's pretty much staying in there and, like, you're not... It's mixing with the regular fluids yeah. that are coming out at that time. Especially like, you for, don't even... Yeah. You don't even see it. You don't see it. You don't taste it. You don't... You barely notice it. You so barely I notice I it. get what the issue is. I don't get it either. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like for... Also, for the period of time that you're having sex or going down on someone... What is that? Like, it's not that long. If you were yes. doing it for, like, five hours, then sure, maybe. How much is going to come out? Over that, over like, that hour amount. or that half an hour or whatever. Probably yeah. not that much. And if you're, especially on your back, like, maybe if you're upright, a slight more will. But, like, if you're on your back for a half hour. Yeah. Not, I'm sorry, nothing is, like, no. nothing's coming out. Nothing is coming out. <laughs> yeah. So that is just frustrating. <laughs> and that happened to me literally a week and a half ago oh, with that gee. guy and I haven't okay. had a guy be gynophobic yeah for a while so how I'm wondering where did you how did you meet this guy since he you are so me, openly talking about see that's what's interesting is that and I he saw me do a stand up set and so in the stand up set I talked about like cunnilingus I talked about how I don't like it and guys don't, straight guys don't want to do it and blah 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 I don't know. I don't. He knows yeah. I have a period podcast. Like he knew all this shit. I don't know. I have no idea. 
I think maybe he he told me he was intrigued by me because of that, but maybe he just wasn't ready. He's afraid of it for sure. Yeah, like he he definitely. Well, he obviously still had hangups about it, despite maybe wanting to at first or. Yeah, I don't know or, what the deal was, yeah. but it was just I just I forgot I forgot some guys didn't. Some guys like are having, like that. Yeah, I forgot because I've had luckily I've had a. And stream. isn't that great? It is great. <laughs> I think it's been a year and a half since I've had a guy say no to cunnilingus or no to period sex. And so I legit forgot, forgot. I had, forgot I had my period. Yeah. <laughs> I, we didn't start having sex, but he was about to take off my underwear. And then I was like, oh shit, I have my period. I should have told you, you know, before you came, but like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, well then we just won't have sex. And I was like, what? what? Like it was, it, again, because I'm so used to guys being like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. Like that's just happened to me for a year and a half straight now. Yeah. Where guys are like, oh, great, fine, sure. What is it? Does it make a difference to me? So for him to be like, oh, oh yeah, okay, we'll just leave your underwear on then, and uh, I'll we'll do other things. And I was like, what? Like, are you serious right now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a boyfriend, boyfriend shame me about that. That was like just. It affects you. It affects you. If it happens, well, I'm sure if it happens to you at all, but especially when you're young and kind of just find experimenting with sex and sexuality. You know, and just trying to find your way. Uh, if you get shamed about something like that, oh, it, like it was where I like started my period, and I didn't really notice. Yeah, he was going down on me and doing manual stem, and he was just like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta, I just gotta stop." And I was uh, like, "What? Why?" And and he's like, "I'm sorry," and his like hand had a bit on him, and yeah, I, and I was like, "Oh, why? Well, just tell me," and then I could have. Yeah. I don't know. And then I just felt so badly about it. It really does scar you. Like, situations like that. Oh, yeah. I remember I had a boyfriend once go down on me and um, choke on my pubic hair. (laughs) (laughs) And Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had, like, kind of a conversation about it after he pseudo-implied I should shave more. And he's a very nice man, and he immediately, like, basically as soon as I was like, who the fuck do you think you are to tell me something like that, he was like, you're right, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, why did I, like, he immediately started started apologizing, right? And, I mean, that's like the patriarchy's work, right? He's also socialized to think in a certain way, that, like, women women need to be completely bare, and, like, that's that's ladylike and yeah. we need to accommodate their needs and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So he realized after that that was wrong and sure. um, didn't say anything ongoing, but still it doesn't matter. That happened. And I still and think about that. that sticks with you. I still think about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I know lots of women and guys who, who are like, Oh, I don't like kind of lingus or who that is so bizarre to me so bizarre and then the woman's like you know we have people on our podcast you've probably heard yeah. like have revelations during the podcast yeah. where they're talking about it and they're, they're like oh yeah maybe that affected me yeah maybe they're... that's why I do this today yeah because some stupid jerk yeah <laughs> said something negative about something I was already a little vulnerable about Absolutely, and cunnilingus is one of those, the, one of the hottest topics about being vulnerable, like, yes. and being shamed, and like, it's, it's interesting, because we have a lot of women also come on the podcast who say, I don't, at first they're like, oh, I don't really like it, I don't like, I don't like oral sex it's being like, performed mm, on me. Why don't you like it? Why don't you like Let's it? talk and about it. Then, this has happened numerous times, where after, like, weeks after we record, months after, even a year after, I'll talk to them, and they'll be like, oh, I have a new partner, and I love it's it. It's totally different. 
And it maybe it's because the partner knows what they're doing, but it might not be that. It could just be that they're really good at listening. It yeah, could be that ability. They really love it too, right? Yeah, that makes such a huge makes difference. the huge the big difference. Yeah, I think so. The biggest difference. Yeah, because I've also been with guys who were like, "Yeah, I'll do it," and then they like, "Well, I don't want to make you." Yeah, they like go down there, and I can hear them like rolling their eyes from within. Sighing. Like, yeah. <sighs> like, <what? And> like, <laughs> Their tongue is barely moving, and they clearly just want to finish it so they can go and to bed and come up after five minutes. Yeah, it's like okay. And they're Let's... like, "How much longer?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, Jesus." But so I think that that those situations also really um, change your perspective. Okay, the Social Capital Theater is the home of Bed Post, as well as multiple other productions a night, such as Friday Sketch Live, the show in which one hilarious cast writes and performs an entirely new sketch show every single week. That's Fridays at 10. Find out the Social Capital Theater schedule at socap.ca as well as information on classes taught by experienced performers and rentals of their fantastic theater spaces and rehearsal rooms. Located steps from Broadview Station, visit the Social Capital Theater for a fun night out to learn something new or to host your very own event. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. Yes. I want to hear, uh, I know, I, I don't think this story of yours is oversaturated. I know you have told it on the podcast, on your about podcast. Three, about the threesome? No, about, oh, the first hymen. I want to talk okay. about, yeah, your hymen stuff. Yeah, oh no, I don't think so. I mean, I'll talk about this till the day I okay, die. Okay, great, but... great. Because actually, I've listened to maybe the the latest 50 episodes of the, pod, of the Crimson Wave podcast, let's say. And I haven't heard the whole story, so... Oh, really? If anything, I'm interested. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Let's, first time you had sex. How did you find out all about this? Tell me it all. Okay. I, and the newest episode coming out tomorrow, I do actually talk about it okay, in more cool. detail. We'll so double, you can hear, we'll you double can, duty. You can then. hear that there. Okay. Um, so I didn't have sex until I was 21. And I didn't even really have a boy. No, I didn't have a boyfriend. Not really. I didn't have a boyfriend. I barely kissed anybody. It was like pretty minimal shit that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some, like, I feel like maybe hand jobs, maybe, but not a lot. Very sexually inexperienced. Um, but even before I lo- lost my virginity, uh, I, when I got my period, tried to use tampons, mm-hmm. which was very difficult. And I know it's very difficult for a lot of women, but it was especially difficult for me. Like it... Like, it wouldn't go in. It just, just it just felt in. like it was a complete brick wall. A complete like, wall there? It, it was like, this is... It's never going to happen. I didn't know why. Um, and I, so I was like a tween when I tried, and then I used so pads. So you just used pads? Yeah, up until I was like 19. And then this is a story that I tell on stage. I finally somehow got it in. A tampon? A tampon. Um, but, okay. I'm so, but then it wouldn't come out. It, like, wouldn't... So I had it in for, like, the eight-hour period. Mm-hmm. I went to the bathroom to pull it out, and it wouldn't come out. But I could feel, you could the, feel string, the string, and I could feel it moving, but it wouldn't come out. And I had no idea why, because there was something blocking it. Interesting. And I was like in theater school, and was in a theater class, and I was thought I was I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna die now. You know, this is <laughs> this is it. Yeah. It's the end. <laughs> the yeah, end just. absolutely. And uh, so, and I was very distracted, and very worried. Eventually 
couple hours later after the class, I somehow managed to like pull it out and I was like, never again yeah. am I using tampons. I thought I was going to have to go to the ER. Yes. I was like, for sure, I'm going to have to go. If I was like, if at the end of this class I can't get it out, I'm going right to the hospital. Yes. Somehow managed to pry it out of me. Yeah. So I always was concerned about my vagina and I was like, there's something going on there. Um, I don't know what it is and I don't want to know. And so I, you never, uh, just interested, never did any manual stimulation on yourself or kind of so explored with your fingers? Like I anything feel, like that? I'm trying to think. I feel like I did, yeah. I mean, I masturbated. Okay. Do you that put your more, fingers right in yourself? or I mean, I don't, I've never been one to masturbate like that. Yeah, so, no, me neither, but um, I'm just wondering if you ever actually... I know, I'm trying know? to think. I think I did, pr- definitely, probably right after the tampon experience of it getting stuck in me. I'm pretty sure I felt, felt around. around. And I felt something, but I wasn't sure what it was. I had How no do idea. Know? How yeah. do you know? Yeah. And I had never had sex, so there was also nobody else in there, and I had never gotten like a pap test done. Okay. I, so nobody was in there except me. Okay. And then when I was 21, um, I met my very first boyfriend, mm-hmm. and we hit it off really quickly, and he was, you know, messaging me a lot. We went on a lot of dates, and then after two weeks, we had sex, which is wild to think about now, not having sex with someone for two <laughs> weeks. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I was really slow. holding off. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, if I don't do it on the first date now, I'm like, I must, uh, wow, something's going on here. I'm waiting for a reason. Um, but that's crazy to think of, because we went on probably like four or five dates or oh, something, wow. and we didn't have sex. Um, so we eventually, and I remember telling him I was a virgin, and it was like, the, I felt, I was so nervous. Did you already anticipate something So we were basically, not working because well, was, of that tampon incident? I was worried but I was hoping that it was just, just a hymen. F- it was just a regular hymen-related issue. Did you Google it and stuff like that? So I definitely Googled it after I after. had sex. I'm trying to remember if I... I don't think I did before. Okay. But uh, because, again, it would like didn't it was like almost like a non-issue because unless there was a tampon being involved, then you it didn't, didn't use matter. tampons. I so. didn't... Yeah, so I tried using a tampon when I was 12, when I got my period. Brick couldn't. wall. Couldn't get it in. I was like, oh, forget it. I'll just use... Like, seven years later, I tried again. Happened to go Same in. Thing. And, I mean, it was hard to get in, but I got it in, and then it wouldn't come out, and then I was like, I'm done. So I'm just going to leave it be. So I don't think I really investigated. Um, So we, so I told him, you know, we got to his place, and he knew I was a virgin. I told him I was a virgin. He was like, I don't care. That's great. You know, no, it doesn't matter to me. Um, And we started trying to have sex, and it, again, was exactly like the tampon. It wouldn't go in, wouldn't go in. The penis, like... Just like hitting a wall? Yeah, just like hitting a wall, and... Eventually, he was like, uh, um, well, we can stop if you want. I feel like mm-hmm. this is, you know, maybe painful for you. And I was like, yeah, I'm just really worried that something's wrong with me. And he, I remember this so distinctly, said, oh, don't worry. It's totally natural. I've been with lots of virgins. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> oh, God. It was very sweet as in, like, tensions. We were, like, trying to calm me and say, you're normal. Don't don't sure. sweat it. But, in but the, not, like, the, oh, right, oh, not wow, the right wording. I know, yeah. lots of virgins. <laughs> Um, so I mean, he was right, right? It was the first try that happens to a lot of women when you're yeah. having penetrative sex. Yeah, you can't no need the... to panic. Yeah. yeah, but then after like 15 tries, oh. I was like, okay, something must be happening here. Like we tried for probably like two months. Or the something. same guy, yeah, again and again, and uh, it really wasn't working. And this is when we started together, like Googling to look at what up. was happening. 
And so I was just Googling, you know, hymen, weird hymen, lots of hymen. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. And I, I, you know, found information about, like, having lots of hymen and what, what that is. Right. And there are different types of lots of hymen that you can have. <laughs> right. Like, various names. Interesting. And I did some investigating. Mm-hmm. And I felt that there was some kind of strip across the opening. There was something there blocking the passageway. And then he, I remember so distinctly, we were like naked in bed and he put his fingers in me and mm-hmm. he was like, I think I feel it too. Mm-hmm. I feel like my fingers almost wrapped around it right now. I feel like that I can, you're not, you're not crazy. This is real. I think there's real. something there. Yeah. Um, and then I went to a, a doctor and this was the problem with so, so many medical professionals is I went to a couple doctors and they all told me they were like, I don't see anything. It doesn't it doesn't appear that there's a problem. And I was like, Really? And they're like, Yeah, probably it just seems like it's a regular hymen, you know, issue, so maybe keep trying and I was like, Okay. So we kept trying, so it didn't work, and eventually I was like, This is You've gotta go back to this the is doctor. crazy. I ha- I'm never gonna have sex yeah, at this point. It's been like yeah, five months. There's no way this is normal. <laughs> and uh I so I went I went to uh, a walk-in clinic, and uh, I remember, too, the nurse that was treating me was looking at my chart, and she was like, uh, I see that you used to, you're having trouble having sex. Has that been, like, sorted yet? And I was like, no, no it hasn't. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. And she was like, this is ridiculous that it hasn't been sorted. She's like, I'm going to set in a, a, an appointment for you with our gynecologist that's in-house. He comes every two weeks. You can see him on Thursday. She's thank like, this, God. Thank God. If that nurse hadn't said that, I would have seen another doctor. I hadn't seen three doctors at that point who all were like, nothing is wrong with you. Oh, and and this is a problem. I feel like so many... Also, doctors don't take women's issues seriously. Sure. Like, there's a whole... Anyway, there's, that's a whole different podcast. But <laughs> um, So anyway, so I went to see the gynecologist. He put a camera in my vagina. Mm-hmm. And on a huge screen, showed me what was going on. Wow. And I was 100% right. Wow. Because I told him, I was like, I feel like there is a band across the opening. I read that that could be called a septate hymen. And he was like, you completely diagnosed yourself accurately. He's wow. like, you're totally right exactly what it is there's a big strip here there was like a tear in one part of the hymen and he's like trying yeah 20 times that's right that point. and he was like so that's what's going on and all we have to do is um well firstly he made a joke which i tell was a he was he said he said like well you just never you'll never have sex again and i was like <laughs> sorry to cry yeah 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 and then he was say. like oh my god i'm kidding that was a joke he also said a lot of weird things but oh, he had he was a beautiful man but just <laughs> Made a lot of dumb jokes, you know. Okay, okay. And then he was like, "Oh my god, no, 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 it's fine. We'll just get it removed. You just you're gonna have surgery, and it's we're gonna remove it." And I was like, "Oh, oh boy. boy!" And so I, it was pretty quick. Like a month later, I went to Sunnybrook Hospital, and he performed the surgery. Wow! And it, the surgery was apparently only like nine minutes. Long. Oh wow! And yeah, I went under under the under anesthetic. What is it called? Yeah, anesthetic. anesthetic. And I woke up, and it was gone. And I had to take a couple, like, Epsom salt baths for, like, a week afterwards, and then I could start having sex. For a week? Only a week? A week or two weeks, I think. It was, like, a couple weeks. It was pretty quick. Was it painful after? Was any... So, this is... So, after... I think I waited a couple weeks. And then... I think he said wait, like, two weeks or something before you have sex. Maybe longer. That seems very short. That seems short. Might have been, like, a month. But... 
so with the same boyfriend who's the most understanding yeah, guy been through with you through all of this in the world <laughs> hadn't had sex like penetrated of sex like in like seven months, months. <laughs> but he was like you're really good at blowjobs and handjobs so I'm cool and oh, I was like oh, oh great it's so wonderful um so we finally tried and I remember at first it also felt like a brick wall it like, couldn't felt- get in and I, the first, like, two times we tried, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm never having sex. It's going to be like this forever. Oh, my God. But apparently that is common for women who've been through this because your vagina is so it's scared. The, yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah, from yeah. the pain yeah. that it just tightens up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, like, I think it was, like, the third time. Maybe that maybe, but it might have been, like, the, even the first time it got in a little bit. Second time it got in a little bit more. The third time it was, like, good to go. Good to go. And it was great. And then I started having sex, and I haven't had a problem since. Wow. Which is, except when I have pap tests, sometimes it triggers again, and I'm like, ugh. But even then, it's right. not nearly as bad. Just some sense memory about... Yes. Yeah. About not being in not comfortable situations yes. in regards to stuff going inside me. Yes. But it was such an epic oh struggle. God. I know. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And it's funny because there were like opportunities oh. for me to have sex before I met him where I'd like make out with a guy and he'd be like, come back to my place. And I remember always saying no because I was like, I don't really want to lose my virginity just to like some this random dude. person. Um, that I'm just mad. Uh, but occasionally, there were also times where I was like, ah, maybe I should just get it over with. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I never did because yes. I would have probably way more traumatized. Yes, because you had, now you had this lovely, seems like a lovely partner. To Such a take lovely you partner. Through all this. Yeah. Oh boy. Like, how many dudes would have been that understanding of this kind of situation? Yeah, and young dudes. Yeah. Had that. Exactly. So, yeah, he was honestly the best person. Funny story about this guy. Uh I just remembered, too. His next girlfriend also had hymen issues. No, really? And apparently his girlfriend before me as well. So he had three girlfriends in in a row? row. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that... What? What? Oh, boy. And his ex-girlfriend now who was his girlfriend the girlfriend up to me who I'm fr- I became friends with yeah um <laughs> told me she like read a piece or something of mine and was like uh-huh. holy shit contacted me right away and was like you would not believe what I'm about to tell you you will not believe it I also had hymen problems oh my god and I remember when I told him he seemed so uh, accept- he was so accepting of it and so not shocked. Because that's like his normal. It's his normal. <laughs> she was like, I remember thinking he's really not surprised by this or confused by it. Because and... <laughs> he's totally He's like, yeah, this is the, yeah, this is how it goes. This is how oh. I have sex, you know. <laughs> it takes seven months. It takes She has a surgery and then we can go about her Oh way. my god. It was, it just is so funny to me, that guy. <sighs> So no wonder he was also understanding, you know, of that all of us. So funny. So funny. Okay, let's talk about something a little more fun than ah! surgery, genital surgery. Okay, I uh, saw you do an amazing storytelling oh, thank set you. at uh, Graham Isidore's press gang storytelling night. Yes. Uh, and he asked you to, it was about identity, so yeah. he requested that you talk about your aboriginal heritage, and you talked about what? A threesome. <laughs> <laughs> So it's so funny 
funny because I was spending all day trying to write my story about my Aboriginal heritage, and I just, I was like, I just don't have any like really exciting stories about that. It's kind of been a slow burn sure. with that. So, and then I just started. I told the threesome story once before on stage, and I was like, and it's it so killed. fun. It was so fun, Jess. It's so fun. Your enthusiasm was so yeah. palpable, and you were so just genuine, and like it was just pure excitable emotion, and like. It was a really funnily crafted story as well, with just some super funny details yeah. you threw in there, like, oh, it's Slade. Oh, People were you. in the aisles. Oh, my God. I know. It was great. And so, anyway, so I just... And that's about identity, too. Yeah, so I, I'm not going to get you to tell this story a thousandth time. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, you're no, doing it a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a great story. <laughs> uh, but I want to talk about, yeah, the, the identity tie-in. Yeah. About now. So, was it part of the bit? Or are you actually swiping on girls? Oh, I'm 100 swiping on girls. Now. Yeah, yeah. I have a date. Hopefully, this, I was gonna say. Yeah. Do you have a date coming up, or do you? I have a date this Friday with a girl. Maybe yeah. also Wednesday, but we'll see if we have to confirm with another girl. So yeah. Okay, I'm, great. I know. I'm very interested. And in the thing is, I've only had sex with this woman, the one girl. Yeah. Um, in the in the situation of the threesome. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing them again as well. I'm seeing them regularly now. That's we'll another see. thing I want to ask you. So, okay, so. Have you had another threesome with them? I yet? haven't, Not but yet. I okay. This is the problem with it. But I, we, I keep rescheduling. But I'm going to see them regularly, yeah. and we keep making plans. The intent then, is. I've actually to... seen them in a non in a in a platonic sense, I guess, and hung out with them a lot. Yeah. But um, and they're very open to like. They're like, we don't have to have sex. We just love spending time with you. That's great. Yeah, which is great. But we have a date as well set up. So, so hopefully that goes through. Um, and I would love to keep seeing them regularly. I yeah. really would love to do that because they're both amazing. They make me feel amazing. So That's amazing because I have the perspective of being in a couple and yeah. seeing a single gal. Oh, great. So I didn't yeah, know that. I was wondering, yeah, Matt and I saw... A uh, fantastic, adorable woman for maybe three months. Yeah. And it kind of disintegrated because <laughs> it ended up not being a great fit overall, other than the fact that we all, we wanted to sleep together in this arrangement mm-hmm. kind of on a consistent basis, but the other parts of the relationship kind of just didn't, didn't right. click. Kind of as I was telling you before that I want to know, I kind of want to have more control of it and know what's happening and Yes. And and she was she's like a wandering minstrel gypsy. Ah. <laughs> it's impossible to plan with her. Yeah. And she also it wasn't like a poly fi triad. So yeah. she was also sleeping with other people yeah. throughout the period of time. So you know, her interest wasn't totally focused <laughs> to Matt and more specifically me. So I was like, you know, it wasn't the the best fit. Cause Did you hang out with her a lot? Matt was friends with her and kind of Matt had more of a relationship, even just friendship relationship yeah. with her than I did. And I was always craving, it was kind of like Matt was the orchestrator of it. And I had to, like, go through Matt to get to her, which I didn't like. 
Oh, okay. yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Because that was just how he felt comfortable, I think. Right. And that was just how it set up. And for some reason that got in my head. This would only work if it was set up this way. That's so interesting because now being on to the other side of it and yes. not being the couple is, again, we've been trying to schedule things. And, like, they're they're much better like scheduling than I am, yeah. I feel. But they're both messaging me. About yeah. scheduling, and they also both chatted with me about other things, and I maybe yeah. talked to the woman more than the man, but I, it's pretty equal. Like, I wouldn't, and they're both like, let's hang out next week. I'm like, yeah, let's hang out next week. And then, like, and I, like I, I oh, just, oops, I have a thing. Yeah. And I don't even know if I even identify them almost as separate entities. Like, of course, they're separate entities and different people in my mind, but also I'm just thinking of them as like, they're so good at communicating. The yeah, they're a unit, right? And they're so good at communicating with each other that I know neither of them are talking to me. And not informing the other one. Yes. Or, and it's completely equal, I feel, between yeah. them in terms of scheduling, ongoing. Yeah. I think us. maybe where ours kind of veered off the track is we started seeing her separately. And that, it yeah. probably should have stayed as the unit, like you're saying. Yeah, and that might... And I don't know what that would... I don't know what that would involve. That'd be interesting. It was interesting. And I was willing... Obviously, I did it. I was willing to kind of experiment and, and try it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, being in kind of a non-traditional yeah. type of a relationship. Yeah, but uh, she, like, canceled on me a bunch. And yeah. she didn't show up to a thing that uh. I got into some trouble for. Oh. And this stuff. So I was like... Yeah, it kind of fizzled out there. And Matt was already at the point where he was kind of not not as sexually interested anymore. Yeah. Which she's still a friend and we see her around for sure. Yeah. But he was already on that end of it where he's like, eh, not really. Yeah, um, no, I understand that. And that's interesting. I'll see what happens. You know, I mean, this is, I have no intention of not seeing them again. And, um, oh, right. Oh, and then we had uh, one thing that was a nice kind of closure I guess for it is maybe six to eight months later we had another threesome the three of us Mm -hmm. and it was great because it was past all that point of like I don't know me having expectations yeah of like maybe a more of a relationship that there could have been uh yeah and all that type of stuff and it wasn't as new and crazy anymore so we actually had a very lovely threesome like the same girl with the same girl way later oh good and it was great yeah, I, so we're I mean, like, you know, it should have stayed at the just threesome part level. <laughs> well, I, I imagine that, and it probably would have been fine. Yeah, it's interesting because I know this couple is also they're polyamorous, but I think they're not practicing it right now as much. Mm-hmm. But they started the relationship being like, we'll be polyamorous, but yeah. then they just weren't into each other <laughs> more yeah. than anyone else. And yeah, like we just like want to spend time with each other. Yeah, but I don't think it is. Like, I don't, I think that that's still a possibility for them. Yeah. So I think, and because she, I know, particularly was very polyamorous before him. So I think that there's maybe a different feel to their relationship as well. Yeah. I think for us, yeah, there was a bit of an imbalance because Matt was not seeing it that way, but I was seeing it that way. That would have developed maybe into more of an emotional intimacy with this person. I was kind of thinking that. Matt obviously was not. Right. And there, and there you go. So once we, all that kind of we we even not even just not communicating between each other but didn't really realize what the issue was so once i kind of had some self realization of oh i had like just way way unrealistic uh, hopes for this yeah and i didn't okay. even realize and i didn't ever realize but no you never know i wouldn't say they're unrealistic i'd say 
You know, you, you never know. You yeah. never fucking know. Yeah, like, you never know. Also, it was our first time doing anything like that. I don't think it's unrealistic at all. I think you've no idea where this stuff could lead. You've no idea. That's true. I just had, yeah, a positive hope, I guess, for it. So I was on that side of it, and Matt was probably on the side of like, yeah. oh no, we're not doing this long. <laughs> probably. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's, I just love the climate of sexuality and dating, like, in 2015. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that we're having these conversations of, like... So then we had a threesome, we started dating her, and then she was and hanging then, with him too much, and I was with me, and then he and was I, like, I don't want this. Here I was like, I do. And like, <laughs> it's just so interesting. It was complex. <laughs> complex. And see, this is what I, talking about the casual sex, this is what I would love to be, like, I would love to have, like, a Matt who... We loved each other uh-huh. and were very committed to each other, but also maybe had sex with other people, or maybe had threesomes, yeah. or there was possibility for other stuff. Because I would, I would be completely on board with an open relationship yeah. or a polyamorous. Yeah, relationship. we're we're definitely not. We're probably definitely not either of those things, open or poly. Yeah. But we're very, uh, we're open to the idea, you know. Yeah. Of, like, I had, that was our only actual relationship, and actually our only threesome as, yeah. with me and Matt and somebody else. But there, I had been on some dates with girls yeah. that were, you know, had mixed reactions from right. everyone involved. So, like, there's still an openness. Like, it's not so closed. Oh, yeah. It's sure. a little non-traditional. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... But this is, it's monogaflexible. Monogaflexible. <laughs> this is what I've also learned is every relationship is different. Uh-huh. Everyone's rules yeah. are different. Yes. Like... Uh, so many friends of mine are in open relationships yeah. or polyamorous now, and they're all different. Yeah. They all operate on it. They have different rules. Um, this guy I used to have sex with recently, I messaged him and said, are you single? Do you want to have sex again? <laughs> uh, we haven't had sex in so long, too. But I was like, I saw him at a bar the other day, and I was like, he's still pretty cute. <laughs> and so I messaged him, and he was like, oh, Jesse, oh, God, I would be very into it, but I'm, you know, still seeing... Uh, oh, no, I think I, he said... No, I think I think I said, are you single? And he wrote, kind of, kind yes. Of yes and no. I'm seeing this girl, but it's open, so it's not exclusive, but it's we have Actually, rules. when I first started seeing Matt, he was in an open relationship with somebody oh, else. Interesting. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And he, so then I was like, okay, well, if you want to have sex, let's do it. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, I would, but we have a rule that we don't have sex with people we used to have sex with. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because I was like, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's his rule. Right? The great thing about it is you can really specifically customize and cater it mm-hmm. to exactly what you need. There's no cookie cutter, you know, like, no. like you can have all the limits, yeah, that you want that stop it from getting to a place of being uncomfortable. Yes. And that's what I love about For it. Everyone. I think that I, I also. Also love the aspect of being in a relationship because then you still have responsibilities to each other. You still have that support. That's why it's it's I'm the same way. So this being with Matt is really very very ideal yes. for me for what I need emotionally and where I'm happy and not in that point of stress that I was telling you about where I have a lot of yeah comfort and support and we're very 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 in love yeah and, and but, you still you know. have a very active sex life too yeah which I think is interesting I talked to somebody who was polyamorous the other day and he told me and I've never heard this before um, but he said to me you know I would say in terms of polyamory open relationships that you should never become open when your relationship is failing 
And I yeah. thought that was so That's... interesting. That he was like, so if you're not having sex, yeah. if you're not attracted to each other anymore, if you don't, don't open the relationship, he's like, adding more people is not going to help. And I always thought that I was like, well, yeah, but like, you know, some people are together for so long that it just naturally fades. And he was like, yeah, but most of the time I feel when. Yeah, like never say never, but yeah. that does sound pretty right. Yeah. I, again, I think it's, you know, each couple is different again, so sure. it might work for you, but but it was I just have never heard anyone say that before and I know lots of couples who are monogamous who are like we're not fucking anymore so we're just gonna fuck other people and then we'll stay together and it it often doesn't work out maybe weird motives are are happening there but if you're like we are fucking we are happy but we do want to have sex with other people then yes I feel like that's a bit different and I think with you and Matt it's kind of that situation where you're like we want to explore yeah it's not that we're unhappy no at all all. and you two have such an active sex life still that it's not and I I just thought that was really fascinating I was like yeah that's pretty I think it is pretty right yeah Uh, something funny talking about threesomes and stuff Uh, Graham uh, that does the press gang storytelling night that you're doing uh, with your threesome story Graham is like I would have put a hundred dollars on it that it was you and Matt but just had sex with. Oh my god, that <laughs> he, is hilarious. He said that to me the other day, uh, that night, uh, that you told the story. He's like, the first time I heard her talk about it, she's, he's like, I would have put a hundred dollars. You know what's so funny <sighs> is that everybody is trying to figure out who this couple is. Oh, oh, you're people I know. Yes, yeah, yes, of course. He, friends of mine, acquaintances, oh, fans yeah. oh, are yeah? like, who? Is it? <laughs> and people will come up to me with guesses. Is there gonna guess? Has yeah. anyone guessed correctly? No. No, still not if no. they not if unless they know about it, unless I've already told them. Okay. I'm pretty I was pretty like with my close friends, I was pretty open and I was like, this is who it is. Yeah. But no, they like like people in comedy, right? Like all there are hundreds of comedians in Toronto, so they're all walking up to me being like, Was it this person? And I'm like, No. Yeah. They haven't guessed accurately yet. But Would you say yes if somebody happened to guess it? Probably I, I think so. Because they're, they're open. Jerk. They're they're jerks. Yeah. Jerky jerks, uh trying to it depends on the person. Get in your shit. If they're very gossipy, maybe not. But also the couple doesn't care. They're they're okay. like they're very open to me talking about it and I've written pieces about it. I'm playing it on stage, and they're both like, this is great. Sure. Okay, great. They're advocates. That's amazing. Okay, Jess, we're just about time. Oh, great. Uh, I know. Well, I mean, that flew by. It did. Please uh, <laughs> tell uh, our listeners where they can find you. Yes, you can find me. You can follow me on Twitter, at Miss Jess Bolia. You can follow The Crimson Wave on t- Twitter, at The Crimson Wave. You can listen to The Crimson Wave on iTunes and like our Facebook page. Um, Natalie and I co-host a show every Sunday night at Comedy Bar, which is feminist friendly and LGBTQ positive, and there are no rape jokes. It's a stand-up show. This war, is but... Jess Bullia. Yeah. I'm Erin Pym. Uh, to find out more about the Bedpost stage show, go to my Facebook page at facebook.com slash bedposterotica. My personal blog with over 100 erotic short stories is at erinserotica.com. Lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Steph Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. 